Welcome to Trail Mix, where Mary and Jody sort through life's fruits, sweets, and nuts. Mary Tomlinson and Jody Dreyer, who met when their paths crossed as Disney executives, are now advisors, speakers, and authors, and I'm excited to say podcasters. They can't wait to share life stories and experiences, insightful and practical takeaways, encouragement, and you can always count on full-out honesty and lots of laughs along the way. Ready for some Trail Mix? Let's mix it up with Mary and Jody. Today, we're going to talk about one of my favorite things, which is work. <laughs> and everybody thinks that work is such a bad word. And am I, I feel like, Mary, you're like this too, but I think work is a good thing. And I think we've given work a bad rap. Yeah, we have. I mean, it's it's popular to hate what I do, hate getting up in the morning, Um drudging through the day. I was talking to someone, I do, you know, a lot of coaching and a lot of people are between jobs and they're thinking that, you know, they've hated what they've always done. They have a resume of what they've always done. And then they use that same resume to get a new job. And guess what? They get another one, just like they've always done it. And, you know, my kind of theme song is let's figure out what you love to do. And I had someone just the other day say to me, oh, oh no, it's it's a luxury to work at what you love to do. I don't have that luxury. I just have to do this. And I just completely disagree. I, I truly believe that if we will slow down, take the time, think about what we're wired to do, what we love to do, we can find that kind of work. Well, and really, work is not only a job. I, I heard someone say one time that it's not true, you are what you do. Mm-hmm vocation. Right. And it's been interesting for me after spending more than 30 years at Disney, career from really on the college program all the way to to when I left, all of a sudden you leave and you go, who am I? But you realize right. Jody's still Jody. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously my experience and my occupation was in one area, but you know, it's not the sum of who yeah. you are. And I think work is that way too. We think work is just a job. But when you really think about good work, and to your point, when you feel fulfilled and when you feel like you're on mission, it's that feeling of accomplishing something, a mm-hmm. good day's work. Mm-hmm. And I know at some point you'll probably get tired of my farm examples, but I think of my cousin and Ken and his son Jay and then his dad my uncle Dean and my grandpa you know they they were farmers that's a perfect example that's their occupation that was their life's work and that's a good thing but what they really loved was you know cultivating the land and harvest and that Mm -hmm. feeling of accomplishment Mm -hmm. and and it wasn't a job that you'd say I clock in at this time and I Mm-hmm. clock out at this time and so that that is an interesting one you know for me to think about because it's not necessarily performing or being on the clock and I think right. that's the I think that's the heaviness that we've put on the word 
work and mm-hmm. the concept. Yeah. I also have heard, you know, a lot of people go, work is all Adam and Eve's fault. Okay, if they hadn't messed up in the garden, we wouldn't have to toil. Interestingly, if you really look at Genesis, God asked Adam to work the garden before the fall. So work is not bad and work is not an accomplishment. Um, and and so it's it's just thinking about, as you say, work is not who I am. It's what I do, and I can do different things at different times, but there is this feeling of, all right, yeah, I made a difference today. That, to me, is very fulfilling. Right. And and it always starts and ends with people, don't you think, a lot of it? So mm-hmm. my feeling of a day where you just have that, oh, you know, you're satisfied and your mm-hmm. your work, so to mm-hmm. speak, has mm-hmm. been has been good work. Mm-hmm usually revolves around people. So even in the office, let's say, when you are working or on the clock, it usually, you know, someone that maybe their day isn't quite going according to plan and you can come alongside them or you can work together, so to speak, and you you feel like you've lifted somebody else up and that makes a huge difference. Right, yeah. There's a lot of people who categorize. I have my spiritual life. I have my home life. I have my work life. And you know what? You have a life and they're all Mm. integrated. And I heard someone talking about this the other day and they had some interesting questions. And, you know, we'll talk about work outside of the office. But when you think about people and you think about, you know, a a typical corporate job type of thing, um, some questions are, you know, what do I think about the people at work? (laughs) You know, because depending on how I think about them means how I'm going to treat them. And then if you really think about, all right, my role there and how do I serve the people I work with? Because I, you know, you and I over, you know, decades basically have been on a lot of different teams and teams are for a time and then they will move on you know when you're in the midst of it you think oh my gosh i'm going to be with this group forever um and you're not and so it's like for such a time as this with the job i have right now with the group of people i interact with right now how can i best serve them and serve the work because time will go on and uh, there will be different teams. So, the, you know, it's important to really think about our roles at work and not just endure <laughs> to get to five o'clock or get to the weekend. Well, and to that point, I do think that's when work goes wrong, when we have unrealistic expectations of work. Mm-hmm. You know, your work is not going to make you happy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mm-hmm. mean, I, I don't think you can enjoy your work Mm -hmm. and you can find joy in your purpose and your call. But for most part, I mean, I loved the 30 plus years at at Disney and I enjoyed for different reasons, all different positions and people I got to work with. And, but it was work and it was a job. And so at the end of the day, it wasn't like the fact that I get to be, you know, in this office from 
this time to this time, boy, that totally fulfills me. No. <laughs> you know, and I think people put that yeah. expectation on it and right. then they're disappointed. Or a lot of us, you know, there aren't many 40 hour nine to five jobs, especially when we talk about the work we do outside of an office. So that would be, I mean, you are a mom, so you can really talk about that. Or, you know, my mom doesn't need full-time care, but when my dad was not well and I was really caring for him and, you know, that type of work doesn't stop and start on a clock and right. you, you do get fatigue. So you can't look for that type of work to fulfill you and sustain you and invigorate you because some days it just doesn't. Yeah. I, I always think about, and, and I've said this to people and I see it in my own life, that if you like your job 70% of the time, you're doing good. Because you know what? 30% of the time, it's a pain and it's not fun. And I have always kind of gone by that, whether it was working for a corporation or even consulting for the last 20 years, there's going to be 30% of the time that it's really work, work. And the other, you know, 70% of the time, it's it's more enjoyable. Um, and these days, you know, I, I just think about, you know, not only what we've been through with COVID and how people are learning to work from home, um, but there's so many options for people now. I mean, you can work full-time, you can work part-time, you can have a flex schedule, you can be a subcontractor. I mean, there are so many options for people to really, again, think about who they are and how they are hardwired um, and, and what's best for them. I remember when my kids were born, frankly, I got some criticism and judgment from my church friends at the time who just automatically expected that I would stay home. And I really had to think through and pray through, okay, how am I hardwired? How am I going to be the best mom? Am I going to be the best mom by staying home? Probably not. Um, I just realized I was hardwired to work. So thankfully, at the time, Disney had a kinder care. So I would take the kids to kinder care every morning um, on my way into work. And you know, I can't tell you how grateful I am now that they're in their 30s and I didn't completely mess them up, okay? They're <laughs> good. And I and what I believe is whatever you are doing, particularly in this working mom realm, whatever you choose to do, do it with joy. If you stay home, be joyful. If you work, be joyful. If you do half and half, be joyful. Because you know what? No matter what you do, your children are going to pick up whether or not what you're doing is what you want to do or whether they're forcing you to do something you don't want to do. So there are options for moms. As a matter of fact, I saw, I, I think my daughter who chose to be a stay-at-home mom, all right? My, my mom was always a working mom. I have always been a working mom. My daughter chose to stay home. And she sent me this article recently from salary.com who uh, thinks about what the annual mom's salary would be, 
okay? So they look at the estimated value based on all the real market prices of the jobs they perform. All right, so first of all, they identified like 30 different roles. Now, I'm not going to read them all, but 30 different roles that a mom does. Things like, you know, accountant, academic advisor, coach, buyer, event planner, executive housekeeper, judge, magistrate, laundry manager, staff nurse, et cetera, et cetera. So what they decided was the total uh, staff uh, or salary for a mom should be $178,000 a year. So for my daughter, that was very validating. Like, okay then, all right? So I'm not getting a paycheck every week, but I am working and there is value to my work. And, you know, so, so all of this, you know, thinking about work is really important that we identify, you know, what we want to do, what is our work, and then do it well. And avoid the stereotypes, because I would go the the flip side, too, not even just working moms, but we have a nephew that, based on their situation and the current jobs that, you know, he and his wife had at the time, it made more sense for him to stay home with their mm-hmm. three kids. So mm-hmm. he decided to do that, and it's working for them. And again, yep. I just think not only at work, but really life, we look around and because maybe there's a larger percentage of people doing X, Y, Z, we think that's what has to happen. And we put ourselves in some box Mm -hmm. or in some lane that is maybe not the right lane for us to be driving in. Right. And, you know, I know people would ask me if if they didn't know us very well and they didn't know that we didn't have children and they'd say oh you know are you going to work all the time or you oh you travel so much is that a problem Mm -hmm. and the funny thing is you're right it becomes your life you get used to it and it just works because you know that you're doing what you should be doing and you then can rest in that and you can feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. I also want to go back to one thing you said about you oftentimes when you're coaching people, you hear them say, well, I want to work or do this for this amount of time because I have to, mm-hmm. and then I'll quit or I'll retire or I'll move on to something else, but I can't do something. And I think we wish our life away yeah. and and work is a culprit that sometimes robs us of the now. Right. So instead of just slogging through whatever you're doing, you know, at the moment, it's like, how can you take more control of that? And this is, stop, don't hear what I'm not saying. You know, don't go quit your job today and say, well, I listened to this crazy lady on a podcast. But um, I, I do think, you know, I heard a pastor once who said retirement is not in the Bible. Uh-huh. And so I think if we only put work in this setting that is, I'm going to work, I don't like it, but I'm going to tough it up and then I'm going to get through it. I'm going to check that off. Then hopefully I'll retire and then I'll start living my best life. Oh, no. Well, sad, you know, shame, shame on us. So right. I think it's avoid the stereotypes you know, expectations and roles, traditional and non-traditional. I mean, I just don't take that on. When we talk about 
the theme of our name of our podcast, Trail Mix, you know, treasure, trash, and trail mix, and keep the treasure. I mean, the treasure is the joy, like you were talking about in what we do. And the trash is really the stereotypes and what other people put on us or the expectations and let it go, you know, as our frozen sisters like to sing, (laughs) let it go. (laughs) And then I think the trail mix and the part you need to chew on is what do I enjoy and and work either in an office and a paid salary setting or work in life you know how do you even divide chores at home and work that we do it at our house I mean we don't have to do stereotypes and um, you know we always talk about how I don't like to cook well you know something John cooks sometimes and he'll grill and he'll, you know, that isn't something that I have to do every day. Uh (laughs) Yeah. You know, I just think work has, again, all this baggage on it that it has become a dirty word, a bad word, a cuss word. And work is good. You know, work is a good thing. I think a lot of times uh, uh, helping and in coaching people, we have to be countercultural. We cannot allow ourselves to be swept up in whatever the culture is saying and doing, because frankly, the culture is not very happy. It's pretty miserable. So why would we want to get swept up into what everybody else is doing? There is, it's just so important to be reflective. One of the exercises that I do with people is to have them, you know, and you can apply this to work. Think of, look back over your entire work experience and identify two or three times when whatever you were doing in that moment brought you joy, energy, excitement. People say, you do that so well. And you go, I don't know, it just comes naturally. And if you had to do that thing today, you would jump out of bed. So it's really thinking about there are some things that I love to do and I do well and it brings me energy. And, And just taking the time to think about who you are, regardless of what is going around us, to identify this is my path. I don't have to follow the rest of the world. Um, and, and just just being really thoughtful about who you are and what your work is now. Uh, you know, when Bill and I moved to North Carolina seven years ago because Sarah was having baby number one and now has three babies, um, I also had to go through a time of transition and adjustment because then I was starting to try to balance my own work, work, work. And the reason that we came here, oh, by the way, is work as it relates to caring for her littles to give her a break. And I really had to go through this adjustment because it was almost like when I was working, I wished I was with the grandbabies. When I was with the grandbabies, I thought I should be working. So then I was miserable all the time. And that was crazy. And it's to say, all right, all right, let, let's reframe what work is, what my life is, so that I can be content 
no matter what I'm doing versus wishing I was doing something else. Because to your point, if you get a job at 20 and you think I'll endure until 65 and then I'll have life, that's crazy. That's 45 years of waiting um, for what? So yeah, I I just, I I really believe that we've got to be thoughtful about work so it doesn't have such negative connotation. And now again, I know somebody listening saying, okay, but have you worked enough and occupationally put enough in the bank account that you can, can say what you're saying? And I just want to take a moment and and I'm, you know, you can only speak about your personal experience and others that you see around you, but the salary slash money, for the most part, in my experience, follows the passion, the commitment, the energy. And so I think back to times where I wasn't feeling as, um, you know, a good day's work that I was on purpose, that I was, you know, living out the best me. And oftentimes when that changed and I started to really be thoughtful and intentional about it, then financially that would follow as well. So I don't, want someone to think, well, you don't understand my situation because I'm not in a position where I can just change up my work today. And I hear that and I want to be respectful of that, but I also want to call that out a little bit and go back to what you said, Mary, where you said you, when you're coaching someone, ask people to pause. And one of the words that we keep using, I was keeping notes and I saw that every week we use the word intentional and intentionality. And we talk about just being present and engaging and not letting life or situations or, or, you know, just take over. And then you sort of look in the rear view mirror and go, what just happened? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and I think this is an example. I'd love for you just to spend one more minute on when you said, and walk through that again, where you said you asked people to think of situations and moments in their life or work that they're doing where they, it, somebody either calls out to them, mm-hmm. oh gosh, you're so good at that, mm-hmm. or they feel it. They feel yeah. this is good. And going right. back to to farmers, I think that's what I was trying to articulate when they just, you know, they're bringing in the crop and they're harvesting and they see what they've planted. And it's that feeling of this is good. Right. And you're trying to get somebody to think about the times when they've had that feeling. Right. Yeah, I mean, those I would classify as on-purpose moments in work. And you can also do the exercise of looking back to say, what are two or three off-purpose moments when I could do it, but it was exhausting. It was not life-giving. If I woke up in the morning, I had I just pushed the snooze. I mean, it's like, so, so, 
comparing the two against each other is a really interesting exercise. And the other thing that always comes up in these discussions is how much money do you really need to make? People have a number, and if we kind of break it down to really understand what they really need to make, nine times out of 10, they need to make less than what they think they need to make, which frees them up to perhaps do something else that they really love to do, but they never considered it because it just didn't hit their number when they don't, again, it's countercultural. Um, but it's, it's all about this uh, thinking about work uh, as uh, something that can be fulfilling that uh, at the end of the day, you have a satisfaction. So as we close out today talking about work, as we all get to work, um, we still know that things and life and uh, trail mix has a lot of nuts in it. So don't forget the chocolate. Or the popcorn. It was great to have you. Thanks for listening to Trail Mix, sorting through life's fruits, sweets, and nuts. Keep mixing it up. And remember, life is nuts, so don't forget the chocolate.